Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. Today, I have a special guest, the one, the only, Peter Anthony. How are you doing today, man? Awesome, man. I'm so. Am I the first guest ever? Because I'm super honored yeah. if I am. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank, thank, thanks. How, how'd you find out about? Uh, if I may ask, how'd you find out about me? Well, um, I don't know if you remember this, but I was a co-host with a buddy of mine named Mark Benset Jr. Uh, yeah. It was called the Poor Boys Podcast. And Ooh, I know Mark. yeah, we interviewed you and you were our first guest on that one as well. Dude, I remember now. I think you were like walking around. You weren't set like you were now. Kind yeah. Of, right? You were on the phone. Yeah. Yep. I remember now. Yeah. Holy and his cow. phone decided to disintegrate and during the thing and we talked about wrestling and he's just after it was all done he was like dude you did such a good job and all that i'll never and he was originally telling me he's like write stuff down and all that and i'm like mark that's not who i am and he's just like well what do you what questions are you going to ask him it's like well we're talking about what roseblood before you know roseblood was even released and i was like i'll ask him questions about that yeah i mean we, we went long if anything you know, oh, yeah. we didn't even have material to talk about. No, exactly. Right. So, so what do you got for me? Well, um, after watching Roseblood, I just, you know, it really is just how you created that movie and the time and effort you put into it. I think it'd be a dishonest or disservice to my fans if we didn't talk about it because Thanks, it is, it's a perfect movie. Oh man, what a compliment coming from a fan like like you! That 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 I don't even that might be the best compliment I've ever got. So so it means a lot because I I really really put a lot of work into it. I'm sure if you watch the movie a couple times, you kind of get how much really went into it. And uh, it was all me, man, from Indiegogo to writing to producing to directing to you know being the general in a couple scenes, and it was a lot on me. It it really taxed me. So to do all that as a huge fan like I am and have a fan like you love it is is awesome. So thank you so much for that compliment. Well, like I I know the Oscars and what happened last night is the big talk of the news, bigger talk of the news. How were you not nominated for you know to get something out of it? Because I mean. It, you you have to win some awards for that. I mean, it just how you put the time and investment in it. And I've told so many people, it's like, if you are waiting to see a new Friday 13th movie, check out Roseblood. It, it, if honestly, if they ever Sean Cunningham and Victor Miller, now that it's all over with, if they ever get back together and figure out how to make a new movie, I I've been telling people they need to call you because you get it as as someone that created the your um vision of what should have happened after i think it was part seven with the carrie type character right yeah 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 that was um that was uh i don't have my lights on but i have my part seven shadow box you remember it last time we were talking yeah oh yeah so um i i thought eight sucked i don't know about you but seven was was awesome and I, I always wanted to see what happened to him it felt like they should have kept that story going like the eight eh, nobody really cared about those characters you know i mean king was cool in some scenes but i wanted to know what happened to Lar and and nick and all that so in my brain like that's what would have happened and then i grabbed the camp crystal lake research facility from 10 because it made sense because it was on the lake so jason would be easy to show up it's not gonna be like 
Freddy versus Jason, where he walks three states that don't make no sense. And then I wanted to show what happened to the Duke and, and why the Duke said, you'll remember me. And it was like a kid in a candy store. And I just kept adding and adding. And then Lars, like, we can get Kevin and we can get Terry. And then I add that wraparound and, you know, just so many, even the, the, you saw the end credits, right? With Savini. Yeah. Yeah. Even that, like I had that costume when I cosplayed once and I was like, Hey Brooks, dude, put this thing on. Let's do a Savini at the end. So I just kind of threw all my ideas uh, into it and it seemed to work. People like to, you know, some fans are like, I wish there was more Jason, but I was, I was, I knew that I was conscious of that. I just wanted to build the characters so they cared when they died or not, you know? Well, looking back on Rosebud, I, I don't know if, uh, if you noticed, but the way you said that just shot me back to, like, the original Friday the 13th and how you didn't know who the killer was up until the final act, really. And the same thing kind of like with Halloween in a way. You didn't get much of the whole thing behind what michael was doing or what jason was doing or jason's mother in the first one to be exact until the final act you know yeah i agree i agree that that's what we you know the michael thing at the end um that's another thing i basically wrote it when i told cody newton the director of photography i'm like you're gonna have to watch this three times to get it and that's risky because some people might watch it once and not understand it all but i wanted to have value in it and rewatchability so when you watch it mo- multiple times you catch more some people like and they and they're willing to learn they're like i don't understand why michael's in at the end it's stupid you know or i don't understand and i'm like well, he's been in it the whole time and they're like what do you mean i'm like well that's who killed her parents and that's whose kitchen knife comes through the door and that's who she's drawing. And they're like, Oh, so that's who Rose manifests. I'm like, yeah. And that's the key word. And they loved it. They're like, Oh, I get it now. There's more to it. You know? So how long of a journey was this to completion? I know with, I'm sure you had to shoot some scenes probably during, you know, the pandemic and all that, but how, how long of a journey was this from beginning to end? Dude, you're not going to believe it. So I wrote it in three days, but, but without the wraparound, because I didn't know I was going to have Lars. That was one day. Um, we Indiegogo'd, fundraised, wrote it, produced it, built the building, went there, shot it, and came home in the can in 110 days. Holy cow. I, I would never guess that. You shot, we shot it in eight days with 110 from Indiegogo to promotions, to both trailers, to everything. to we're done in a hundred in the middle of March of the one year of COVID. That was like the worst time. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, we, it was amazing. Dude. I had an amazing cast and crew. I mean, it was, we were working 16 hours a day for seven days and 21 hours the last day. It was, it was a lot. Yeah. Just watching it, you you could tell that in some movies you can tell like some fan movies they reach too much, but like right. it, when I watched yours, Mark's like, "Have you seen it yet?" And I was like, "No, not yet." And I think it was like a day or two after it had officially released, and I was I told my fiance Alyssa, I was like, "I need to watch it." And I watched it, and after I was done watching it, I I texted Mark and I was like, "Holy shit, man!" I I said he gets it he peter anthony gets it thank you thank you man I, man you're making me happy i'm gonna send you some stuff in the mail this is <laughs> this is all dude that means you saying that man that's like makes my whole world man that that is just i can't thank you enough i'm i'm so happy i can make someone like you happy well you know, you know 
what shocked me the most is that you know there's so many people out there and even on the twitter sphere and all that and facebook and even through my email that asked me you know once the lawsuit between miller and cunningham was done they're like oh i would give up my left nut to look you in the eye steven and say that you know a movie is going to be in the we're going to have a movie by 2021 2022 and i was like i'm sorry guys but it's not going to happen i said you got two two adults that are acting like children and i said the people that are suffering are the fans and i said but if you're real fans and you really want to see a good movie that should be a hollywood production movie i said go watch Roseblood. it hands down will beat anything that we've had since part seven i mean part eight was you know it is what it is and then you had jason x and you had frey versus jason which you know supposedly we're hopefully gonna get another sequel one of these days i i don't think it we will i think it was more of a one-off thing but you know i harp back to like people are like well why do you think friday 13th is this way and do you think halloween's gonna have the same problems i said no because john carpenter already sold the rights away and i said he sold it to mustafa akad who the son yeah and now the guy who made the originals yeah and now the son of mustafa akad is still paying john carpenter i mean heck i (laughs) Mark gave me crap. He's like, he's like, you probably laughed when Karen died in Halloween Kills, didn't you? And I'm like, I was like, I knew it was going to happen. I said, what more motivation are you going to give Lori? You know, I mean, I I, I literally thought they were going to bring Jamie Lee Curtis back for 2018 just to kill her off in the end. I I was one of those people. I was like, oh, they're going to kill her off. And then They'll yeah. kill the granddaughter, the daughter next, and kills, and then ends is going to be whoever's left. But yeah, I I, Dude, Lori, I love when people Lori, are. Lori's a throwaway character. Lori's a throwaway yeah. character in kills. Yeah. Like she's not like you could remove her from the movie and nothing even matters changes. Well, it's now like, why why tell the whole story of the the guy? That, obviously, he wasn't Michael. That was so stupid. And and they're chasing him, and they're in the like get away from all that and tell a little bit more with Lori. It's just it was such a yeah. waste of time. And I, you know, I and Michael I, was great. I mean, he was great in it, but the story was weak at times for sure. Oh, oh, definitely. 100 yeah. percent I I honestly thought, you know, when they did the hospital thing and Karen saying, Oh, well, you know, he's gonna come here. It's like Michael Myers is not stupid. You know, he's gonna right. hunt, he's he knows where people are right now, and he's gonna go around it. He's gonna keep hunting. And I still haven't gotten the whole thing of after he kills, he goes back home. I, yeah, I never understood that part, but overall, like I told, I've been telling people, it's like, if you want to see a good horror movie, Roseblood, I mean, nothing can top it right now. Nice. What, what it, if I may ask, since you, since you like it so much, you got me so excited. What, what do you like about it? Well, what'd you, what I love the story, the, the character nice. development. And, <laughs> you know, when we first talked, I, I never told Mark this and Mark would be pissed to know that I'm talking to you again um, because he, we, we didn't, he stopped doing the, the poor boys podcast. And I kind of went back to this podcast, changed the name of yep. it and changed all the feature around. 
But like I told him because he asked me the same thing. He's like, what did you like about what Peter Anthony does? And I said, there's so many things. I mean, the character development, you don't see that in horror movies anymore. It's in horror movies now, it's just they want to get to the meat and potatoes of the movie. They want to get the kills in. they want to get everything in. And you just get a bunch of people that are throwaway characters where what you did was you you built up the characters, you know, and you also with the direction that you put it as it it, it made me wish that we would have gotten Roseblood instead of what Friday 13th part eight was. I mean, it, it was such a phenomenal job that you did that it's just. It's like I told people, I said, you could literally put Roseblood in as Friday the 13th, part seven and a half, and then watch part eight and still get the yeah. gist of what's going on. Oh, thanks, man. That, that means a lot. Because we put so much time and effort into like making it all work. And uh, like you said, at least from some of the fan reactions, like watch alongs and stuff, like when Rose dies, man, people were like devastated when Rose dies. And even, even Julian, the, the janitor who's like lovable, like when his face got ripped off, yeah. even like yeah. in the premiere, people were like, no. So like, it, I was like so happy because that means you cared, you know, you were vested in them. Oh, know? definitely. Definitely. And, and I think David McMahon did a great job as Dr. Sykes because it's, I wrote it that, you know, he's like, he's stuck in the middle, right? So he's not really a bad guy, but he's, he is a scientist and he's doing what he's doing and the general tells him what to do. So that's very easy to write, but very hard to act that off where you don't know how to take him. And I feel like he did such a great job where like, you kind of like him, but you don't, you don't know how to take him, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought he did a great job of that. Well, that's kind of like the Dr. Sartain character. You, you, you don't really understand him. But yet you kind of wonder if he's there to help people or if he's there to, you know, ultimately we find out he was there to just bring Michael and Lori together. And that's kind of how I felt the doctor was, because like you said, you didn't know how to react to him at first because it's like he's doing he's doing what he's been told. Right. By 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 the general and all that. And it's just I, I have to watch it again. It's been so long since I watched it, but like I. I told Lisa, I said, if if I haven't watched this video five times or more, I'm doing it a disservice because it it's rewatchable film. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. That's so. And we're adding more to it, so like uh, more effects and stuff. We're going over it right now. We're doing the behind this. Did you back the the movie at all? Did you get a Blu-ray or anything? I didn't even know that I could. I mean, when I was okay. told about it, every all that was gone. And I I told Mark, I said, had I known about being able to back that i would have done it but it's just yeah i was i was so late into the process that it was just i didn't even know about all that well since you've uh given bestowed upon me the honor of your show here and your first time i'll send you the manifest edition that's a two blu-ray edition which has director commentary all the bloopers and all kinds of extra stuff with terry and lar and so on and so forth you'll have two blu-rays i'll send it to you i even sign it if you want and send it to you so you could put it in that seven and a half slot. Yeah, put it in yeah. that seven and a half slot, man. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. You'll see um, a lot. You'll see a lot how we did stuff, and you'll see the whole making of Joe's face ripped off, and how we had to shave him, and the Kelly Ellison kill, the Sanchez kill with the body cut in half, with the bullet falling out. Did you like that? With the oh, bullet? I. Yeah, it's that's the one thing that I've always told people that hate the Friday the Thirteenth. They, you'll get people say why they hate it. 
but I find it funny when they're like, well, I don't think it's diverse enough in the kills. It's like, evidently you haven't seen the franchise if you don't think it's a diverse enough kills. It's like Jason in every movie that he was in, in part two through the remake and all that is yeah. he doesn't use the same thing over and over again like Michael does or like Freddie does. It's kind of like I've like me and Mark uh, said on the old podcast is that it's a new creative way which each director comes into the uh, the new movies and says what can we do? What can we give Jason? I think that groundwork was set by Tom Savini who's a fucking genius in coming up with ways to kill people. And he was in the first three of the four of them. He set that precedent of let's come up with the craziest way to kill people. And from then on, you had to match it. So I think that's crazy that somebody says that they're, they're way more diverse than Halloween until like maybe Halloween kills. Yeah. 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 I mean, even Michael was so grounded, even in the um, very first couple of the Halloween franchise until I'd probably say, yeah, kills. I mean, yeah. A lot of his kills are with his hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's hard to replicate after so many movies, you know. And I, I right. to see what's happened to Friday the 13th franchise, it, it is truly sad. It is. Yeah. And back to that the the uh lawsuit, what people don't maybe you know, is it's not over, even though it's over, because Sean Cunningham owns the rights to baby Jason mm-hmm. and Friday the 13th and the camp mm-hmm. Victor Miller owns the rights to, to Jason Voorhees as an adult, but not the camp and not the word Friday the 13th. So that's a problem. So now for that, they have to come together and they hate each other. Mm-hmm. Look how long they went in the court. They have to come together. If you really want a Jason Voorhees with also Pamela is with, with um, Sean, because he didn't make it Victor Miller. So all that to come together is very difficult. I mean, how long is that going to take before they come together on that? And then who gets to write it? They're going to argue like it's going to be a problem, dude. Well, and uh, shout out to Larry Zenner. He's uh, he he's the one that me and Mark would go to on Twitter all the time just to get updates on this. And. Yeah, I, I mean, like people are saying, you know, with Victor Miller being able to own Jason, that the little boy and then Pamela and all that. It's like, can you make a movie without the name Friday the 13th and still have those characters? And to me, I say no. I mean, you're throwing away so much of the franchise by doing that. And yeah, you could change the adult's name to anything you want. But without Friday the 13th and without the iconic stuff, you can't really do nothing with it. I mean, it, it it's kind of like the Highlander remake right now where they want to have uh, uh, the guy from The Witcher and Superman be Connor, oh, yeah. Connor McCloud. It's like you're throwing that away. You could do so many different things. You can make him a McCloud, but choose a different name, like what they did with Duncan and all that. Right. And, yeah, it's... The, the remakes keep getting worse is what it's becoming. And uh... yeah. well, I, I, I think it's because honestly, like we're lucky. The only one lucky thing we have as independents is we can do whatever we want. And you got to mm-hmm. think about it. If you ever watch those like behind the scenes with those movies. So you got the writer, right? He's got the vision. The director's got a vision. The producer's the money. The studio wants to do what they want to do. You have like five people battling for this one thing. I mean, look what happened with um, 
um the what the hell oh my god the dc movie oh um the justice league or uh yeah yeah justice look, league. Look, at the, look at the difference between those two ideas my god the other films is a completely different film cyborg actually like means something in the other film the first one he's a throwaway character mm-hmm. like that's what you have you have people messing with your vision star wars another one everything got messed to shit you know like so i think we're lucky where we can come up with these ideas and, and it's just me you know what I'm saying? I mean, I listen oh, to people, course. but like you could just run with it, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's why I always say, you know, people always go back and say, you know, all the movies back in like the sixties and seventies, like gone 60 seconds, the original uh, vanishing point, the original um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, people say, well, those movies don't mean anything. Damn right. They do. Um, yeah, they do they mean more than the franchise does. I mean, think of, I've told Alyssa this, I said, because before me and her met, she thought conjuring and all that was very scary. I said, have you ever seen Halloween Friday the 13th? She's like, no, I'm like, okay, sit down. Uh, you know, and I showed conjuring her and I scary for a newer film though. In the last decade, oh, I, I love them that yeah, and the too. insidious movies. I love yeah, the insidious that, movies. That devil. When that devil was first behind the guy or whatever, holy shit, that was scary. And yeah, yeah I but, never I mean, the Exorcist too. Exorcist. Oh, I love The Exorcist. Yeah. That's another good one, man. Uh yeah. I even Exorcist I, Three, man. Exorcist Three, I love. I never seen well, I remember watching the Conjuring movies, but the Insidious movies, I never seen them until um what was that? I think last year Alyssa's we were at Walmart and they had the collection of They're good. Yeah. And I was like, I got to buy these. I'm like, I don't care if I'm last to our last dollars, you know, we got to buy these. And we did. And uh, it was they're just, they're really good. And now that another one's lady, coming out. She's great. Yeah, she's great. The older lady in there. Mm-hmm. Get her name. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Yeah. I just, even, even the Annabelle, the, the Annabelle ori- or origins one was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that one with the girl, I think in the wheelchair, like in the barn or whatever, that, that was one was pretty good too. I've never seen any of the Annabelle movies. I, I, yeah. I'm I doing myself a disservice, I know. But with, like, some of them, it's just they get so goofy, you know. And, they do. And that's why I stayed away with, like, Mark was hyping up a lot of these independent movies. Like, he's like, dude, you need to see the Halloween ones. You need to see the Friday or the uh, Never Hike Alone and all that. And I love Never Hike Alone. And then they did Never Hike in the Snow. Um, but some of them you can just tell that they're copying and, and they're doing such a disservice to themselves where with you, like you said, you were able to do what you wanted to do. And I think you would tell a lot of people that want to become independent filmmakers is screw what everyone else do did do what you want to do. Make it yours. Amen, brother. That's exactly what I did. I was like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to tell a story. You're going to care about the characters. You're going to want Jason like a Jaws effect where you don't see him. Then when he comes on, on he comes in the movie, he's going to go ape shit. Oh, yeah, exactly. Everyone. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, that's like, yeah. I don't know if you've seen this, but now supposedly Robert Patterson is going to be in the uh, is going to be the crow. He's supposedly taking over Brandon Lee's spot. So they're going to remake it. Yeah. Wow, that's big shoes, man. And there was such a big debate where finally I just said, okay, here's my two cents. 
if you're gonna make a crow movie do not have eric draven in it right i said because one i don't care if it's jason momoa mark Wahlberg, robert patterson that's old wounds even calling a movie the crow is opening up wounds i mean they had when alec baldwin that movie that that person got shot on they had brandon lee's sister on the news asking how she felt when brandon lee passed away and i said there was other crows they even did it in the tv show so why don't why wouldn't you instead of eric draven make it bob from down the street you know another another spirit entered a different guy who died exactly exactly yeah yeah, I mean it, that that's man going from Batman to the Crow. You want to talk about big shoes? Holy shit! Yeah, you know, yeah. And make it like Batman, the comic. I heard, I heard it's great. Did I have yet to see Batman. I have yet to see. I haven't seen it. I heard it's crazy long, and some of the shots are real long, and it should have been cut down twenty or thirty minutes. But I heard it's like beautiful. Yeah, like it's a real detective movie. Yeah, they're supposed to have it on like HBO Max soon. I think. I'm gonna watch that. Yeah. Yeah, I I got it. I I got Hulu. Well, now they bundled Hulu live TV with Disney Plus and ESPN. Yep. And I watched uh, the last Star Wars movie, Rise of Skywalker, I think it was called. And I have to say, I'm sorry, I may be in the minority here, but I did not like what they did with it. I think Disney is pimping out the Star Wars franchise now. Dude, I think the Rise of Skywalkers are going to be the worst of the nine of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's terrible, you know. Yeah. And, and and I understand that um, a, um, J.J. Abrams, like Ryan Johnson, killed off Snoke and fucked the whole series up. I get it. So he didn't have much. So he went back to the Emperor, which is so stupid. It's like Marvel. Like you, you give it's Star Wars. You give yep. one guy yep. the three movies and the three vision. You know what yep. I'm saying? And run with it. You don't just go back and forth. Look at Marvel. They did 21 movies that were phenomenal. They had a vision the whole time. Like oh I, heck yeah, and yeah. no one can copy that. I mean, no. and now they got. Uh, they stole one of the Marvel directors that, that made the new Suicide Squad movie, which that one was a lot better than the one I think with that they first tried to do. I like the original Suicide Squad that they did with Will Smith, but I think the second one that they did was even better. The second one didn't take itself too serious and made fun of itself, and it worked. Yeah, yep. it worked. Because you, you couldn't like like you know polka dot man you couldn't make that serious it just wouldn't work no no and and I don't I don't know if I truly believe this but now they're gonna uh, make a bullet two movie <laughs> really yeah and it's just like it's like whoever thinks of these probably didn't watch bullet when it originally came out I mean the story is horrible but that car chase man oh I love it. Yeah. Well, it, it was the, the curving of the bullet on the trailer. What's her name coming out of the bath naked? That was the big sell. You know, Angelina Jolie and shit. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's people just want to make money. That's that's all they care about. It's all about making money. You yeah. Know? They don't even care. They don't. They're not big fans. That's why you got now Halloween, this trilogy. They care. Even though Halloween kills, they messed up. You could tell they care mm-hmm. with the amount of thought they put into stuff and little Easter eggs here and there and stuff. They care about it, you know? Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised people were like, 
because I, I went on my fan page on Facebook and I said, biggest surprise ever on the podcast. And people are like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you're going to have to find out when I post it. Yeah, I, I said, I can't give this away. I said, if if this was pay-per-view, I'm not giving this shit away. Like, <laughs> no, you don't do that. And like when I told Alyssa, she was like, she's like, I can already tell you're nervous. And I'm like, well, yeah, the, I don't have a co-host because Alyssa, who is my co-host, she wants to kind of draw back a little bit. And she's like, I'll just do the special ones that you episodes and all that and I told her I was like you know I understand that you know and she's like well you know you you do most of the stuff behind the scenes anyway you just tell other people that other people do it and I said well because you know I'm not I'm not selfish like that I I I said it heck once if my podcast ever does make even bigger than what it kind of is now I said heck I'd I'd hire some of my best friends. I'd hire my dad. And if my dad was like, well, I don't know anything about it. It's like, just sit there. And if you want to be in an episode, be in the episode with me. I don't care. You know, I, I, I normally come on here and just talk about my opinion on certain horror movies or video games, TV shows. I mean, heck, I, like I said, my podcast, nothing special, but what makes it real is I always say, you know, I'm trying my best. Yeah, but you're real. So that always comes across good. Oh, heck yeah. And, but you know, back on Roseblood, uh, how was it working with a lot of, with uh, the main character from Seven? Yeah, Lar Park Lincoln, man. Holy cow. So I was in the room there uh, and it's Lar Park Lincoln and Terry Kaiser, who's, you know, Dr. Cruz Mm. and that famous scene where they're across each other on the table and it was like, it, it kind of hit me then. It was surreal where I was just like, why? They're asking me like, what's the motivation of their characters and, you know, the script and so on and so forth. And I remember looking at the director of photography, like during a break, I just, I hugged him. I was just like, man, I can't believe I grew up. I'm 45 from six years old, all the way to 45, like just loving these characters. And then that they're here in my movie, reading my script that we're shooting, it just like hit me because uh, I was so busy. I never really could sit down and like digest it. And at that moment, it hit me, you know, and I became like a fan and stuff. So, uh, you know, fanboy. And then I uh, just went back to work after that. But they loved it. They, they loved my enthusiasm because you could tell like I was so into it, like behind Terry Kaiser, all that stuff on the wall. Those are real items from seven. That's oh, the really? real poster. That's that's the real the thing. The Challenger shuttle, the his pens, the pen, the, his shirt is the shirt. Uh, the, the the exact matchbook, the the phone, the green book with the paper clips from inside of it, uh, all that. And they, so they haven't seen stuff like that in 35 years. So they were like, oh, how did you get this shit? And I was like, oh, man, I was going online. And, you know, they're not exact things from the movie, but duplicates, you know what I'm saying? Replicas of all those items. And they're, they were blown away. So that that like made me happy, you know, that they knew that I cared. So it, it was great. It was great. It was it was it was a dream come true and an honor. And I've become friends with them and had them at the premiere. I talked to Terry Kaiser today. I talked to Lar today. I mean, and Kevin today. So uh, it's awesome, man. It's like a dream come true. I, I almost don't feel worthy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's like weird. like yeah. I even told the uh, like I even told um, my fiance, Alyssa, I'm like, I don't feel worthy of getting this interview from him because I said, oh. I was a co-host on the the last time we did an interview and Mark sometimes is like, I got to get him back on the show. I got to redeem 
myself and I said, Mark, you got him on the show. I said, that's the thing. The guy, the guy oh, took his time to talk with us. And, you know, I said, that's the main point of this, Mark, is that you got him there. Because originally I was kind of against having the guests on because it's like, we're nobodies, Mark. And, and Mark, when he told me that he had, you know, that you agreed to uh, do the interview on the poor boys podcast, it, it was like, really? And he's like, yeah, he's, he's enthused. Oh man, I can't wait. And then when Mark had the problem with his phone, I was just like, you know, it couldn't have happened better. I said, because your phone goes haywire. And then uh, me and me and Peter just sit there and BS for the rest of the time. It, it couldn't have been any better. And don't, dude, don't ever say, you know, uh, you, like me being on or you don't deserve, bro. I'm a huge fan. Do you see me at the cons? Do you see me, dude? I'm just a big dork at these cons, just like you. You know what I'm saying? I love I'm this. hoping to be able to go to my first con here eventually. I mean. So you're, I, in, you're in Minnesota? Yeah. How far is Chicago from you? Uh, Minnesota. Then it's, it's a state over. Wisconsin. And I, I think that's a couple of, that's probably like a one to two day trip, probably, maybe. Um, they, they just had um, Horror Hounds in Cincinnati. I don't know what part, you might be close to that, right? They just had that this this past weekend. I don't know how far Cincinnati is from you, Ohio. That might be another one of those one to two trips. Well, the thing is, is that it's, if I'm not busy talking on my podcast, it's like I'm planning this, helping Alyssa plan the wedding. And it's like, I'm always, I'm never in the know when these things happen. And when I'm usually watching uh, horror conventions or any of that, it's usually when the guys from We Watched a Movie go. I love them. those guys. Oh, those guys so I, I would love to have them yeah, on the yeah. show too, because they, they're so funny and they don't take themselves oh. serious. And you see people always crap on them in their videos about, what they're talking about or saying oh they don't know what they're talking about it's like we never know what we're talking about we just roll dude, with it and that's all that matters they're jealous because those dudes you want to know what they're doing they're having fun oh exactly. they don't take it like you said they're just having fun they're laughing they're just buddies that are talking shooting the shit you know what i'm saying they're, they're great dude i have a link somewhere uh i thought it was on my top bar but it's not it, it shows all the horror shows in the country every year so i'll send it to you so you can always monitor it i'm i'm hoping I'm hoping one of these days it's it, there's one in Minneapolis because I I mean there might be there might I'm be. so hoping there is one day because I I'd love to go there and just you know bring my podcast with and talk to some people you know because I I truly enjoy doing this and you know I Alyssa's always like well you worked other jobs and I said yeah but it's not enjoyable I mean I get to talk to people that make movies or something and I enjoy that because. Like I told her, I said, if Rose Blood doesn't win any awards, I said, it's a disservice to all the people that worked on it because it is that good. I said, oh, man. It, it, it's, it doesn't have any Hollywood money. Right. And it's better. Yeah. It's better for it. Thanks. Yeah, I, I think the actors hit home runs. I think Terry and Laura hit home runs. Jason Brooks is Jason. Holy cow. I mean, he was doing those Kane Manor. Yeah, and the kills were on point with Amos effect. Let me ask you that: what What are your favorite kills? Like top two kills? What do you think for Rose? In the 
Oh, for Roseblood? I yeah, think yeah, I'm dying off, to hear what a fan thinks. I think ripping off the face. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And God, that is so. You got the heart punch. You got uh, the, heart punch, getting, the heart punch. The heart punch. Brent Edge getting stabbed through the wall. That um, one was even then, good. And then Kelly getting cut in half with the bullet falling out. I thought that was kind of clever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. that's like asking someone like what's your favorite ice cream and all that it's just uh yeah 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 it's good you gotta get to a con- so you've never been to any convention no never right? never oh man you gotta bring some money because you, you'll be spending money left and right there you know there's just so oh, much awesome shit you know if i could meet john carpenter uh oh my oh. god i i just and that's another thing john carpenter doesn't realize how many independent directors and all that he's inspired he 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 doesn't and that's the thing alone is probably the best prosthetic hands-on non-cgi work ever because ever since then it's like it's like the trade isn't passed down anymore everything's cgi Mm -hmm. now so all that is like almost a lost art. Like no one's like second, third generation anymore. They just CGI it now. I mean, that movie still holds up today. I think it's one of the most perfect movies ever. The thing. And yet thing that movie Halloween. bombed. Yeah, I know. It, I know. The critics hated it. You know, it didn't do well in theaters, but yet cult classic. It's like. It's awesome. It, I, I got into it with someone one time who called in to our podcast one time or was writing questions to us. And they said, you know, well, if the movie bombed, it's not good. I said, well, that's like saying Mortal Kombat wasn't the first Mortal Kombat movie wasn't any good. I said it did well. You know, it's just you have people, critics that say, oh, it's horrible. Don't go see it. And then people get that in their mind. Like I say, it's funny with the way everything in the world is, is that you hear one thing and most people take it as gospel, you know, and yeah, it, every Friday Thirteenth movie got 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 shunned by the major critics as pieces of shit. I mean, just other movies like Sandlot or Monster Squad—they never did great. Yeah, Those exactly. Great movies are awesome, you know. Yeah, mm. and it's just independent filmmaking is such it, it it it's such a dying art that you know. I mean, people can't believe that Toby H. B. Halicky, who originally made the original Gone Six Seconds never pretty much hocked everything just to make the movie and most of those cars in that movie were his yeah there's a lot of i mean i i went like 50 grand in debt for roseblood so i totally get it uh you you know the series phantasm yes uh yep yeah the tall man that main car in there he sold it every single movie to make his next movie oh the um, they got a lesser one and a lesser one and you know so on and so forth so the cuda i mean yeah barracuda Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's the, everyone in that film. I talked to Reggie and I talked to the the director. Uh, he said, "Yeah, I sold it every time, made money, and then bought another one for less." But I used the money I made, you know, to make the movie. So, yeah, I, the last Phantasm movie they made before Angus passed away, I never really understood the last one. But I said, "Oh God, if they could have ever made another one, it." Yeah. And they're not going to now because no. he died and now um, Reggie has uh, MS. So oh, no. Yeah. Ravager is the one you're talking about. Yeah. The fifth yeah. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I saw I, him at a show like three years ago. Talked to him. And his wife does all the uh, 
like blood and special effects and stuff like that. And we, he's the one that told me the Barracuda story and stuff. And then so did the director at another con, but he's so awesome. Reggie Bannister. He's awesome. I got a picture with him. He's great. Oh, he's heck dude. yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like uh, Robert Zadar that was a maniac cop. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. they were talking about maniac cop four and all that. And that's just like, never came to fruition now supposedly there's supposed to be a mate remake or something it's like who do you get to play that character you're never gonna get that jaw that no. big ass jaw shit he had going on yeah uh my buddy cosplays him at monster mania and other places um okay oh my god yeah i forgot his name he cosplays him with the cut face and the gun and everything man i'll, I'll send you him uh also he does a great job of it that that's another thing all these people that can cosplay that stuff like it it's unreal Amazing. man it really is yeah and the sacrifices sometimes it's like august they're sweating their balls off in there you know it's uncomfortable the makeup they gotta have people help them get in some of the outfits and stuff some people like i was at monster mania it was the creature from um um tales from the crypt and it opened the box and stuff and he has to wheel the box around and it's, it's amazing you know it's awesome yeah. i love stuff like that yeah that's another show that surprised me they haven't tried to re-put on there I mean, I love the Crypt Keeper, Crypt Keeper from that show. Maybe that's why I'm so, you know, messed up nowadays. But it just watching that stuff was just cool. You know, everyone was talking about watching uh, uh, Barney and all that. And I think when I was seven years old, I was watching Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, it's scary, that intro. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there was some really, really great episodes in that. Different directors. Arnold directed one, I think, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you look at it, um, the guy who does the voice. Um, hey, I was on the crap. Uh, what's his name? I hung out with him a couple of times, but he directed one of the episodes, too. So, like, usually they, they give, like, one of the episodes to a star to do on their own. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, another thing. How much of a hard sell was it to anybody in this to be in this movie was it a hard seller where people like once they met you were just like yeah i'll do it um well sean and jason brooks you know came from vengeance so they they were on board in sanaya i i thought laura was gonna be a hard sell and at first i didn't have her script written and i just told her like i didn't think she's gonna answer and she was like well what is it about and i was like well what's my part about i didn't have her part written so i was like i don't know and i thought i lost her so then i hurried up and wrote her part and she liked it so, and then she got Terry and Kevin. So honestly, that was the hardest part, at least in my mind to mm-hmm. overcome. And then after that, I mean, once you got Terry and Lauren, Kevin and Jason Brooks, and after that, everyone would just wanted to be part of it. So that was easier for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Any, the script was, was... any sequels in, in play here? <laughs> I, I, I want, I, you know, it, it takes so much money, you know, so it really put me back and, and vengeance too. I probably threw like 20, 30 grand in. Um, so I, I want to do an independent where I go on Amazon. I want to do a movie called laugh. Um, and I'm probably going to try to do that and then make some money, you know, yeah. like actually have it on Amazon and then maybe go back. I have an idea. I posted some of the ideas, uh, to do Rosebud too. So we'll see, we'll see, but I definitely got to make money somehow. And I want to put my foot in it. I want to see if I can actually do something good. That's original. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, and I think you can do it, man. I mean, if no Hollywood person is knocking on your door, I, I honestly think they lost their mind because you just you capture that. 
And not a lot of people say that about directors anymore or writers or anyone anymore because it's like everyone has now gone PC or they've gone woke or they've gone their own agenda, you know, type thing. You don't have someone that says, that's not who I am. You know, I'm just going to give you what I'm giving you and you can either like it or not. And Roseblood was that type of movie. And it, it worked. It worked. Thank you, man. Yeah, that, that's exactly what we how we want to do it. We're going to do it our way. If you don't like it, that's fine. But we we stand. I think the acting was good and the characters were good. And <clears throat> it all it all turns out. I know what you're saying. Like they want to they want to appease everybody. And, yeah. and like films that are supposed yeah. to be R rated, they'll make PG-13 so they can make more money and sell it to kids. It's like bullshit. Make the better movie, mm-hmm. you know, but it's all about money, like you said, and not pissing people off. Well, like I remember when Marvel went to Disney, everyone was freaking out about what they're going to do with Deadpool. You know, yeah. and yeah, that's like now now that they got the uh, Netflix series of like Daredevil and all that, they're wondering when they're going to come back. And I said they'd be doing it a disservice if they didn't bring those back. I mean, John Bernthal as the Punisher. You got to have holy him shit. back. I mean, yeah. And you can't mess with that. That was real brutal. That yeah. Shit. Holy shit. I yeah. mean, you, you had Thomas Jane in the movie. You had Dolph Lundgren early on in yeah. the movies. It's like you can't mess that up. And people always talk about how they hated the Dolph Lundgren one. To me, it's like you got to realize that at that time. Yeah. It was what it is. You didn't have people that and Dolph Lundgren was a good punisher. Yeah. And he's huge. Yeah. That's what Frank Castle. He's more that size than Frank Berthel size. Yeah. Um, yeah so So if if for any reason you make another sequel and i told mark this i said i gotta tell him make it make it and i'm sure you'll probably try and upstage what roseblood was if you make a sequel to it i mean most directors always say they want to try and make the second one the better one that is the idea i i got a good idea i just can't give it away because it's so different oh exactly yeah, it's to upstage it to a degree. So we like to go places that fan films usually don't go and be different. So it would be real different uh, for sure if we do that one. Yeah, exactly. And I think it would be a disservice to you if, you know, if you guys didn't. I mean, most movies, they say, well, the first one was the best. And then we tried to make a sequel and it didn't work out well. I uh, and and I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, come on, man, you can tell me. I ain't going to tell anyone else if you got a sequel coming. I'm not going to be one of those people. But I definitely can say I know once once I hear or Mark messages me going crazy, being like, oh, he's making a Roseblood, too. I already know it's going to be good. I, I do. And by the way, so I get in arguments with people all the time about they're like, well, no movies are better than the original bullshit. Friday the 13th, four is better than one. Aliens is better than the alien, if you ask me. Terminator 2 is better than Terminator. And if you ask me, Empire Strikes Back is better than Star Wars. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. and now people are saying, like, well, we watched a movie, Mike and Jay. They were, like, you know, talking about Halloween ends. They're going, like, it might be a letdown. And it's like, yeah, it might be. But I said, you can't really have much of a letdown that Kills was. I mean, if they have another letdown like that with ends, I said, then you might as well just end the franchise at that point. And the way they rushed the ending 
yeah. You know, and all the people who surrounded him. And then all of a sudden it went into this weird montage with music. And he was cutting people's throats. And then how the fuck did he get across the street with a million cops and people in the house mm-hmm. up the stairs? And that's that's crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it and seemed rushed to me. It seemed rushed. Oh, definitely. I mean, when they did the 2018 one, they originally killed off Lori in the end. You know, she's going to have really? the hero's death. And yeah. for the test screening, the audience hated it. And I said, I said, that's one thing I would have never done is I would have never screened it for an audience. I would have been like, I'm sorry, you guys aren't getting the test screening. It's going to be in October. You want to see the movie? Go see it as is. I think that's the one thing that killed the momentum of 2018, the 40th anniversary. I think the problem is it. Is once once you if you killed her in one right, what the hell do you do for the next two films? That that you is know? true. That is true. It's tough. Yeah, and to get the same, you know, again, it's about money, so oh, it'd be tough for the second and third to draw as much without Laurie in it, knowing that Laurie's not in it. You know, so that'd be tough too. Well, that's but just it would be like, a great shocker. That's like Kylie Kyle or Kylie Richards returning as Lindsay Wallace. Uh, they didn't expect her to be in Halloween Ends because. Right they didn't know how people would react to her and everyone loved her. They, yeah. they, they were hoping they could have gotten either Paul Rudd or the original guy for uh, uh, Tommy Doyle. But I mean, Michael Anthony all did pretty good. He did good. I mean, he, yeah, you're I not going like to, he was written. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That and evil dies tonight. It's like, Jesus, come up with something different. A hundred times. It's like, yeah. come on. Come on. Once you're in the editing chair, you're like, well, we said it 27 fucking times. It's like, you know, we have to change something here. It's crazy. That That's <laughs> like uh, the movie where they, uh, I think it was like Scarface or something where they said the word fuck, like how many other oh. times? And it's just like, yeah, but it works for him. It kind of works well, for him, you know? Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, it's just like, how many times can you use the same word before people go, okay, we get it. We know, you yeah. know, the word. You know, but even I, even in Halloween Kills, like they had the whole like uh, hospital chanting it. It got weird. Yeah, you know, like cult kind of thing. Remember, that's forty years ago. So you got mm-hmm. people who died two, two or three different generations. Don't even know about it. Like they wouldn't have been that. Like it was yesterday, kind of thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, I just I loved the movie, but yeah, there was a lot of flaws in it, and it's just like I told people, I said, you can still love the movie. Like, there's so many people out there now saying that uh, the Batman movie is a perfect 10 out of 10, and it's just like, mm. yeah, yeah. But Michael, I mean, Michael, you could say it's the best, most brutal Michael ever, and I, I wouldn't, oh, yeah. I couldn't argue. And I, then, mean, I mean, I mean, I like Little John and Big John, that shit worked for me, that was funny as hell. You know, it's just the other shit. Like the, the, yeah. the building of the whole evil dies and the town's got to come to get that shit was just stupid. It, it didn't work. Yeah, you know? well, that was like uh, <laughs> I remember when the daughter and or the granddaughter Allison and the boyfriend Cameron were in the house and you can hear uh, Ann Murray playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just like I love Ann Murray, but it's just like, what the hell? You know, why is it in this movie? 
remember when he went by uh, when he's in big there you know his original house which yeah is now John, little john's house and the end when he kills them and he walks by the picture of them like laying on each other like in some picture and that's how he arranged them when he killed them yeah i thought that was cool as hell you know oh yeah i mean there's people that said halloween six uh the curse of michael myers was had an even more brutal michael and i think they went and paid a homage to that with when they when they beat him down and you thought, oh, my God, did this mob yeah. kill Michael? Because, I mean, yeah. he went to town on the doctors in six. Yeah. So I think they kind of yeah. paid homage to that and kills. I mean, I like the way that was shot in six too, like almost with the flashing lights. It was almost like a strobe and it yeah. was scary and shit. strobe yeah. effect. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But I mean, that was cool in the street. Then his mask on the ground. He grabs it. <laughs> How about the one chick had the iron? Yeah, remember they put that out on my shit. Fucking iron. <laughs> what? This is crazy. And nobody yeah. had a gun. Nobody had an AK or anything. That's crazy. Well, I mean, uh, and I hate how they did uh, Sheriff Brackett. I hate that they get they did the where he's like Michael, and he's like everyone's entitled to one good scare. It's like really you couldn't. Uh, the guy looked at his daughter dead in the second one. You couldn't have come up with something better for him to say than everyone's entitled to one good scare it's like he said that to Lori in the original what michael's gonna be afraid by that and i hate how they had to introduce reintroduce everybody he's like they killed my daughter we of course we know that yeah you know what i'm saying like everyone knows who you are i mean only the idiots would know who you are so that was stupid too you know yeah it yeah they, but, but they, michael is badass man i mean that, that fireman scene holy shit oh fuck you know, when, yeah when he, when he kills the older couple with the with the fucking remote control flying camera, that was pretty cool. He just kept stabbing the dude while the lady's cut. Remember? That yep. was pretty oh, cool. Oh yeah. He, yeah, he, he was pretty violent in a lot of that. And then even when he killed um um the granddaughter's boyfriend, that was violent. Kept smashing his throat into the floor there. That was awesome. I I looked at that as Michael kind of he, fucking with her. He was fucking with her, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Then when she was like, end me, do it, do it, you know, it was kind of like, and then he hesitated. It was kind of like setting up Halloween ends where it's like, your grandmother isn't the one that's supposed to do this. And now with Hawkins coming back saying, you know, he's going to be the one to do it and all that. I kind of looked at Alyssa and I said, I bet you 10 to 1 Hawkins is the one that he'll he'll think he killed Michael and then the trilogy's over or whatever. And then whoever picks it up, it didn't happen. And I said, that's the one thing I hate about the Halloween franchise is it's like, it's pick your own adventure. Right. And they, they killed the, they Hawkins and Lori, 90% of the movie, they threw him in a fucking hospital and just were throwaway characters. I mean, you're trying to build this thing with Hawkins, how, you know, the throwback, how his partner died and that you wanted to kill. Him. I get all that, but they were just, they could have done it better. I know they had to heal from their injuries, but I don't know. It just, that, yeah, that was so it, boring when it was on them, you know? Yeah. It, and, it, and then there was like a he, he like loved her kind of thing remember yeah he said oh, yeah. he liked her like yeah. come on so stupid it's just so misplaced right there yeah, yeah. that's like <laughs> someone asked me they're like well when after you get your first guest who'd your second guest be and i was like i was thinking about that and i'm like you know i wouldn't mind andy matichak i said yeah. i I would I think she'd be a good second guest, but then everyone kept asking me, when are you unveiling this guest? When are you unveiling the guest? And it's like people were saying, you're always saying you're gonna talk to Peter Anthony about it. And I was just like, you gotta 
it takes time. I said, I'm not as confident as a lot of other people are. I said, I got to work up to it. And finally, when I asked you, it was just like, and then you said you were honored. It was just like, Oh God. I, I, I mean, not to sound corny, I'm but I'm I told them like, yeah, I I'm told a fan them, like you do. I'm a fan yeah, like you. I told the uh, list. I was like, if I don't screw up this interview, I said, it, it probably helps me a lot more than it, you know, anything. And it's just, I like, I told us, I said, I never thought in my wildest dreams. And I, I've been doing this podcast for almost two years now. And it's like, I have 701 plays all time on that podcast. And none of my episodes are even in the hundreds of listens, but I said, if I can do a good job with this interview with Peter Anthony, I said it, just alone i said it'd probably be the highest rated one and i i would be shocked if it wasn't because it's just thank you I, i'm gonna put it on the uh the rosebud pages for sure okay tag it. Yeah, definitely 100%. yeah i'll get a picture of us like right here and then uh i'll put it up on there and, and promote it and tag you and and everything i'll put it on the indie uh, my twitter the uh indiegogo i mean indiegogo, instagram facebook all that yeah i everyone asked me they're like well you know Cause I tried doing YouTube one point and I, I just, I didn't like how their rules were and all that. It's like, I can't be myself on there. So I went to anchor. Oh yeah. <laughs> and stream yard, stream yard's really good, dude. It's really easy. Oh, really? Oh man. I got to sit in here. I mean, it's so easy. Like the other ones are very hard. Like you got to click a million things, open a window, switch out stream. is very easy. You want your banner. You want your logo. You want to move the guy. You want two guys. You want three guys go record. Do you want to send it to your YouTube, your Facebook, your Instagram, your email automatically does it. It's just, it's way easier. You definitely should mess with it. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'll have to look into it. I, I know we tried going to Twitch and our first episode did like a hundred th- views. And then I I just for whatever reason was just like it's not working. I said I and Alyssa's like, well, you know, let's give it a trance. And I think after like one to two weeks, I said, I I gotta go back to anchor. I said, yeah. you know, and and this doesn't just play on anchor, it's on Spotify, it's on a few other things. And I I said the only thing that's against me is I don't know how to do a lot of this stuff. Like when you were talking about stream yard and all that, it's just like I was like, God, I might just thinking, I'm like, God, I might have to ask Peter Anthony to walk me through that because I'll walk you through it, man. No problem. With with all those things. And even with people like uh, Wildcat and uh, Dave McRae and all them that know how to do all that thumbnail and stuff. It's just like I I look at it and it's like if someone could teach me, I mean, heck, I, I, I could probably learn it. It wouldn't happen overnight, but it's just. And, you know, I'm not the most confident guy, but like Alyssa said, she's like, Stephen, in under a year, you had over 100 people listening on the podcast or two or over. I don't know how Anchor does it, but it's just like I have like now it's like 701 all time listens on the podcast. And it's like, but none of my episodes have ever done anything close to that. So it's it's weird to figure it out. You can do it, man. Just stay. It's it's all about effort. It's it's content. It's content oh, yeah. staying with it, you know. And and then when the more content you're in, the algorithms are higher, and and so on and so forth. Well, that's one thing but I like she, about uh, Anchor. Over that is that once you do your first episode, they shop it around. I mean, uh, and then when other things come available, then they'll shop it around to that. But like me, I have my own 
I do have a YouTube page, but I, I just use that just to, you know, BS around on, but I'm definitely putting this one on it. And then I got a Twitter. So it's like, I, I have all the stuff and then Facebook, I have the fan page and then my regular page where I'll post stuff and then it sends it to the um, fan page and all that. And then I'm trying to get my website up and going. And it's just, I told this, I said, if I could ever hire people and they could work for me for a little bit and then be like, well, we're not getting paid right now, but once we make money, then we know we will, then it'd be like, cool. But it, like I said, it, it it's, and a lot of people don't know it, you know, like we do. It, it's a lot of time. It is. Oh, yeah. It's so much. It's a sacrifice. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, right. I got to get off in a minute because I got to do that. I don't know if you saw I'm giving away that Steve Dash signed um, collectible figure. I told everyone I would go live. I can't even go live. Facebook banned me for 24 hours. So I'm going to have to record it. And then my buddy, because I was doing the slap things of Will Smith, I guess Facebook didn't like it. Yeah. So I got to record it send it to my buddy who's going to put it back on the, the Peter Anthony page so that fans can see uh, what they want. So I actually got to do that like soon right now. So. All right, man. Well, you know, I thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, to have you be the first ever guest on here. Just, it means a lot to me, man. And when you said you're honored, thank you. I'm honored. I mean, thank I, uh, I appreciate the hell out of you, man. And just keep being you. Oh man, you're bad. You're getting a fuck. You're getting a Blu-ray. You're getting the two-disc Blu-ray, man, from me. So be ready for it. We'll, we'll, Everyone's we'll gonna listen soon. to this and be like, "See, he kissed his ass and he gets a Blu-ray." It's no, I'm not doing no. that at all. It's like if Peter oh, said, man. "No, it's you're not a, getting any of that stuff." But and it, you're such a big fan. Yeah. And, and, well, I, I asked you right, so I said, "Did you back the movie?" And then if you'd have said yes, then we would have been okay. But you said no. I missed it. It is what it is. You're a huge fan. You're gonna get the movie. Period. That's yeah. It. Yeah, <laughs> I miss all that stuff. Like I remember when they did In Search of Darkness, and Mark's like, "Yeah, you missed it by a day." It's like, God, those are awesome. I put those on and go to sleep like six, eight hours of content. You know, those are so good. <laughs> They're coming out the third one with the nineties. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That should be interesting. But anyway, yeah. thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I will send this to you as soon Please. as I'm done. So I'll just send it to your email. Awesome, man. Thanks so much. Have a great night. Thank you as well, man. See you. See you. And thank you for joining us here. Uh, to have Peter Anthony as my first guest really, truly means a lot to me. Hopefully everything comes through. I'm going to check it and all that. Um, if at some points it was quiet, that's because I didn't have the volume all the way up. So that was on me. But uh I love talking to him and hopefully you guys love the episode. I mean, it, it really means a lot to me that he came on here and gave me a chance, you know? So this is Steven Jarvis signing off. Thank you. And goodbye.